Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's good, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Fan First Sports Network Power 2 podcast. I'm your host, Jordan. I'm here with Wesley. Wesley, how you doing today? I'm great, man. We're, uh, we got the, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. And then, uh, LSU didn't get you two down? No, nah, I mean, first first week, so I wasn't, uh, still didn't know what to expect. And I uh, yeah, had a little bit better idea now. Yeah, that is a, a much more measured take than what I mean, Ohio State won, and I don't think I had as much of a take as that. So, <laughs> I, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm excited about the NFL football getting going now. So I'm, I've completely shifted my my um, my focus, and I'm like, you know what? Who even cares about college football until today? Now I care about college football. <laughs> <laughs> Tulane <funny>. won. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, whatever gets you through it, because college football is my number one. So I'd be stressing over everything. My yeah. friends be making fun of me because, like. Um, one of my uh, friends, the other one I podcast with, he's like, if I get on Twitter and I don't have on the Ohio State game, by the way Jordan's tweeting, I would think Ohio State's down like 20, and then I turn it up, and they're like <laughs> up, up 17. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, no, nah, we're up thir- we're up by 17, but it should be 30, so I'm still not happy. <laughs> um, but well, you, right, you, yeah. you got a little bit of that this weekend, then? Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I don't think you're on Twitter. You would have seen my fire Ryan Day tweets and. Yeah, I tweet with you. Me and you were going stuff. back and forth on Twitter. We were talking on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I know that. I, I just didn't know if you had saw everything because oh, yeah, yeah. I was, I was going through it. <laughs> <laughs> I was going. I was when you messaged me about the quarterbacks. I was measured about that because, like, I try not to get on players too much, and I really don't think it was his fault. <laughs> but Ryan Day, I hope Ryan Day don't have Twitter because <laughs> <laughs> it is he, his fault. Yeah, he was not safe. Um, that's all I'll say. Um, but yeah, so I mean, do you want to do you want a, a minute or two, whatever, to get into the LSU? I know you, I know you're doing well about it, but I, I know it's not what you or what most people expected, honestly. Yeah, I mean, for I mean, for for a half, I mean, LSU's winning at halftime. Um, made some mistakes. We had two drives inside the um, red zone that resulted in zero points. So instead of being up by three, uh, we should have been up by nine minimum. Um, if we just kicked field goals there. Um, but I think if you say if you get the ball inside the five, that should be a touchdown. So, I mean, at halftime, uh, we should have been up by a lot more. Um, I was frustrated with we took our best defensive player and schemed him completely out of any effective play calling in Harold Perkins, um, who's who is one of the best defensive players in college football. But you would not know it by watching by watching this week. So I kind of thought in the second half they were going to change some things and there was no reason for him to be um, shadowing uh, 
Jordan or Jordan Travis. Um, but they continued doing it. And it, it, there's some really questionable offensive and defensive play calls by LSU. Um, and then, um, I mean, it just it, it resulted in a pretty lopsided score. Um, I will say I left the game <laughs> going, well, Florida State isn't as good as what the score shows either. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. They won. They were better than LSU. But I wasn't super impressed with them just being some dominant team. And then I watched Clemson, and Florida State's going undefeated this year. And they've, <laughs> just go ahead and put them in the playoff. They're going to get smoked in the first game of the playoff. Um, but I, I think I think that they just naturally walk right in unless they do something really stupid. They just punch their ticket to the playoff. Yeah, and, and I think we talked about that last week. We did. We did. That, like, the winner is, is almost guaranteed, you know, well, in the playoff. Especially After looking at Clemson, they are guaranteed. <laughs> yeah, Clemson was awful. Um, uh, yeah, I, I wanted to get into Harold Perkins things. And, like, I – so I played linebacker. Um, that's what I was going to play in college. That's what I'm going to coach when I get into it. I don't know if we talked about this in here or not. And I'm watching Harold Perkins last year, and I feel like sometimes I'm the only person in the country that cares about linebacker. I've been, like, arguing with Ohio State fans about it because – we have a guy in CJ Hicks who could do, I believe, what Harold Perkins did last year. He was recruited higher, which doesn't mean anything. Just because you're recruited higher doesn't mean you're a better player. Harold Perkins is great, but a similar athletic profile. And I was, and I'm saying, I'm like, I'm watching Harold Perkins, and I'm like, everyone keeps calling him a linebacker, which he is technically, but he's not a linebacker. He's not a good linebacker. I was telling everyone he's not a good linebacker, but he's a one of one athlete and one of the best players in the field. It's just that especially in college, linebacker is a very hard position. And then I heard that Brian Kelly said that he was going to make him play inside linebacker. And I was like, that is so dumb. Like, literally, I've been talking about this for weeks. Like, that doesn't make any sense. And then I saw it, and it, and it, it was like he wasn't even there. Like, I literally right. – I watched the whole game, and I had to pull up his stats at the end to see if he even did anything. They and had, had him stand tackles. still and shadow the quarterback from 15 feet away. That's terrible. That's terrible. And, and and it's just like, I'm watching, I'm just like, you have this, like, you know, I'm not saying that he's Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons, we're actually going to mention him in a second here, but like Micah Parsons, like year three, just got voted as the best defensive player in the NFL. I'm not saying he's going to be that, but he has the athletic profile to do in college what Micah Parsons is doing in the in NFL. Right. Maybe it won't be as effective, but maybe it will. He had seven and a half sacks in like, seven games last year because he didn't start in the beginning maybe it was eight i don't know exact number but he had seven and a half sacks bunch of tackles for loss and you have this thing and i was i literally tweeted before the game i was like uh or i think i think i said it in our slack i was like i have a love-hate relationship with ohio state because ohio state requires all their players to be complete players it's why someone like jameson williams transferred it's why cj hicks who could be our harold perkins doesn't play because he has although a lesser athlete, two more complete linebackers ahead of them. Yeah. But Ohio State doesn't do what Penn State is doing with Abdul Carter or what LSU was doing with Harold Perkins, which is just getting your athletes on the field and letting them destroy games. So I watched the game, and I'm like, you did you did you just not watch the film from last year? Did you forget what he what he was capable of? And then, like, Brian Kelly comes out, and he's like, well, last year he was C-ball, get-ball. You're seeing a young player go through growing pains. And I was like – I get that because linebacker is hard. But even if you want him to be that by the end of the season, it's week one. It's the 
maybe the second or third biggest game you'll play because maybe you're going to say Alabama or maybe you'll say Tennessee or whatever, but it's one of the biggest game that you're going to play all year. You really want to win the game, even if next week and the next 11 games you want him at inside linebacker. Once you start losing, why wouldn't you let him do what he's best at? Right. It's just dumb. It was just awful. Like, and that's why I said you're much more measured than me because I was mad about it and I'm not even an LSU fan. I'm just like, that doesn't even make sense. Like, I literally, I think I tweeted, I was like, that's like, Taking a Ferrari and driving it in a school zone. Yeah, it, it, it made no sense whatsoever. And I mean, then there's you know, the only thing I could think is like that they weren't trying to, I mean, get him stuck in a position that doesn't actually exist at the next level. And I get it, you're saying Micah Parsons, who I think is really special. But but using, for example, um, you're probably familiar with Zach Bond, who played for Wisconsin, um, mm-hmm. was very good as kind of outside linebacker slash defensive end, getting after the quarterback way too small to be a defensive end in the nfl so the saints drafted him and told him you're going to learn to be a linebacker well he has not done that he is a special teams player because he can't figure out he's never played linebacker and he the quote-unquote linebacker and so uh, he, he's never been able to be smooth about making that transition and break the starting lineup um and i'm wondering if if harold perkins kind of wondered what is my long-term goal here with this just see ball get ball kind of player that and I think it was maybe too early to make that, but I don't know. I, for now, he needs to be a good college player and not worry about three years from now and four years from now what he's drafted as and what he could be in the NFL. He needs to figure out more football in college and be good at this, and then somebody will draft you. If anything, he's doing the bad thing. He's showing people that he can't be an inside linebacker. Right. Like, let them use versus, their imagination. Versus just, just go be the best athlete on the damn field and then let them – imagine what they can make you into because right, right now what you're doing is showing what you can't be yeah and and and, and you know i i understand the argument because the um i'm gonna forget their names right now the guy at um michigan who played all over the place he went to the league didn't do anything um who, who's the guy that uh that the arizona cardinals just traded the clemson guy simmons isaiah simmons <clears throat> isaiah simmons same thing he didn't identify position and they used him wrong but then you have like Baron Browning, who was a traditional linebacker at Ohio State because we don't have an outside linebacker that's on the edge. He goes to the Broncos. They turn him into a edge rusher, and he's a stud. So you have Micah Parsons, who played hybrid linebacker safety. He gets to the NFL. He's now an edge rusher. Micah Parsons didn't edge rush like that at Penn State because if he did, nope. they might they might have made the playoffs. They might have. So really good. <laughs> I like as a linebacker guy, it'd be great if he was a, an actually great linebacker and maybe he needs to get to that. <clears throat> and I and I understand wanting that. But again, in time of need or when you really need to play, he's versatile enough that you should be like, OK, well, you just did your X number of snaps. Now for the next three drives, we need you to rush the passer. We need you to to um Especially with the issues in your secondary. Keon Coleman from Michigan State going crazy like you needed that guy there. Uh, and it was just, in my opinion, it was coaching malpractice. I, I just can't believe 100%. that you would take a guy like that and, you know, just sit him there. Crazy. Now, I, I can also say I do think that, um, again, I'm, I'm not saying this turns around and makes LSU win um, because it got really out of hand at the end. But Mason Smith being able to play would have made a difference in this game, too. Um, at least at least would have made it closer because you have Makai Wingo kind of doing it all on his own um, and nobody could block him. He's not our best, you know, rusher. I mean, Mason Mason Smith. If you have him in that game, he at least is making the quarterback move even more. 
And so, I mean, we go back to that, and it's disappointing yeah. that uh, we didn't get to play all of our healthy players. But, um, I mean, it is what it is. It's uh, I, I'm happy with what I saw from Jaden Daniels. I think it's ridiculous that some people are trying to shit on him, like the, like the game was lost because of him. He made a couple of uh, slow or bad decisions, but it was way better than what we saw from him last year. Huge growth from him, and uh, I think he'll only get he'll only get better. He'll end up doing just fine. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, I, I still think you all be fine. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're number uh, fourteen now in the new rankings. That uh, we'll 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 end up finishing uh, close to the top ten. Yeah, it'll be all right. So, um, Colorado, Duke, crazy, love me, wonderful. I, I don't know how you feel. I'm. If if like you know the saying where it's like if someone had if Dabble Sweeney has a hundred haters I'm one of them if he has fifty haters I'm one of them if he has one hater I'm one of them and if he has no haters I'm not alive anymore yeah that that's how I feel about Dabble like I like if I'm alive he always has at least one hater I dislike almost everything about him um, really just probably everything about him and so watching the fall of Clemson but also it entirely being his fault is just like chef's kiss. He gets Garrett Riley and you could people, you know, who really kind of pay attention to the game. They questioned how good he would be. Not that he's not talented, but that it's always that question of how much was TCU's offense Garrett or how much was it um, Sonny's because Sonny's an offensive coach, but we, we don't know because he went to Clemson and Clemson, Dabble made him learn Clemson's offense. And it's like, your offense wasn't bad because you hired Brandon Streeter. Your offense was bad, and then Brandon Streeter made it worse. So you took this guy who could be really good, and you make him run your terrible offense instead of fixing it. You don't have any playmakers, and you're too stubborn to go into the portal. You ran off a quarterback who just, like, literally had four incompletions and, like, five touchdowns. For a younger guy who, if he didn't play the if he didn't play the single worst game of his life, he's an absolute bust. Like it, 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 it you have to hope that's just the worst game he ever played because yeah. if that's what he's gonna look like, he is not a, a college football player. He's not a Division one college football player. You lose a game by twenty one points when uh, Riley Leonard, who is an NFL player, not a, a top first round pick, but he'll probably be like the fourth quarterback off the board he could probably sneak in into the first or you know beginning of the second depending on how the draft falls he had the worst game of his life like yep. it's like it's one of those things you know like sometimes when you lose like like in this case right like with lsu you could say okay yeah we lost but like florida state played the game of their life three touchdowns from yep. like you know, home in this whatever clemson can't say that riley leonard went 17 of 33 for 175 yards and zero touchdowns and they lost by three scores you can't even look at it and just like chalk it up and say, oh, yeah, you know, they played the best game of their life. That happens. Sometimes you win some, you lose some. No, they played awful. They played awful and still dominated you. And I, I just had so much fun watching it. it. It was just it was beautiful. They did. And then Duke, on top of with Leonard having just, you know, not a, not a great game. Um, but Mike Elko, what he's done at Duke in oh, two man. years, that that's a program that was worth nothing. And he's two years in. And, like, they've got a little swagger and competitiveness to them. Um, it's kind of weird to see them in, like, Duke colors with the kind of attitude yeah. that they play with and all <laughs> like that. Like, it's it's just crazy. But 
Um, and Duke has really hard transfer like requirements. Most of their yeah, transfers are grad that, transfers. And that's the thing. This is this was the this is way harder than even when Brian Kelly and Notre Dame and all that kind of stuff. Like Duke's, you you gotta you gotta make some grades and you gotta test yeah. well. Um, but it's um I don't know. It's crazy. And beyond all this, and like yes, they lost by twenty one, but Clemson only scored seven points. And it was on like, a play where they got the ball on the fourteen yard line, and they got uh, yes, on like a they didn't drive, drive to get that. They got the yeah, ball it's, it's, on the fourteen yard line because of a fumble, a, 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 a special teams mistake. It's a crazy, like it was a completely dominating game, and it's both things: the the amount of points that Duke scored with Leonard having a terrible game, they scored twenty eight, but they only gave up seven, and the seven they gave up was kind of kind of bullshit. Yeah, it was I their mean, fault. Like, if, I mean, you, it's if a, you catch the I mean, punt, they you, you skunk them. It's it's absurd um, to to see how that went. And but but yeah. I, but I'm here for it, and I love it. Um, except for kind of pairing with the fact that again, that I mean, it it handed Florida State a playoff spot. Like they they have nobody on their schedule they can lose to. Yeah, I mean, maybe they'll yeah. lose to Duke in the ACC championship, right? I guess I guess yeah. they do have to play Duke. Maybe. I, <laughs> what I, what I'll say is if the if which I don't believe that this is true, but the North Carolina that played South yep. Carolina, yep. if that is them this year, they could potentially. We we wrote them. we said that last week was a game to watch, and I was like, that game's better than people think. Yeah. There's players in that game that are gonna be in the NFL. Like that's a game to go watch. And people literally said that. Like, I mean, and it's true. Uh, North Carolina looked like the SEC team. They it's crazy. They looked really good and. Because even in that, um, Drake made through two interceptions. He didn't have the best game either. Right. So I would still pick Florida State. But, you know, anything can happen right. in 60 anything. minutes if, if they're playing to that level. Well, you you said something about the other one, and that's Colorado. Yeah, Dion. And man. I'm just I'm just going to go ahead and say, like, uh, Do you I'm, believe? I'm, 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 I'm Do sorry, you believe? Mr. Primetime. <laughs> um, I will not. I don't care if they don't win another game the rest of this year. I'm not going to say anything else about Deion Sanders. And whether or not he should be coaching at a big school or anything because the one his son throwing for 510 yards there ain't nobody that had that on their bingo card um, for for being able to happen at all this year against anybody even if you thought he was good you didn't think that no and um tucker playing over a hundred plays playing both ways having 10 catches for over 100 yards and also having one of the best interceptions that you'll see from a from a college football player reading a play and then diving and catching it, it's absolutely insane what they've got. And I, I have TCU. I, the quarterback played terrible, but they've they've got a decent team. Yeah. And Colorado doesn't have a great defense. They made one yeah. one stop when they had to. Oh god! But I can't wait. I but Dion's got that team. He's got that team playing way above their heads, way over how good they are, and. um We'll see next week. I want to see what they come back with because this was like, I mean, they celebrated this like they won a national championship. So this has got to bring them back down, reset them, and and get them ready for a dogfight again. They they can't they can't walk in here swaggering. They've got to fight like this every single game this year because they're gonna be the least talented team on the field most of the time. But uh, there's some interesting things there, and I'm not gonna say anything about about Deion Sanders negative this year or what I believe in and what he can do like. He's been talking trash, but this is a guy that played offense and defense in the NFL. He clearly knows something about both sides of the ball and, and he's a very involved coach. Like, yeah. The the thing that I'll say about Dion is Dion has always 
been at times he could be frustrating he could be annoying but at the but at the same time he's always backed it up and i've always believed in dion because i saw it i, I just think you know like so and here's the thing that people forget sometimes everyone expects the head coach to have to be the smartest, most talented, most knowledgeable person. And I'm not saying that Dion is not that because he definitely is to, to excel at how well he did. But at bare minimum, to be a good coach, all you have to do is be a people person. You have to hire the right people, so have connections, and you have to get people to believe. And there's not many people on this in, in football who can get someone to believe more than Dion yep. because all if you ever doubt him, all he has to do is put on his highlight tape. Like that, and then he goes out because he has the name. Almost his entire staff is from NFL, so that's going to help as far as just like teaching actual football. And then he goes and gets Sean Lewis, who is one of the best young offensive line in the game. And so it's like I didn't think it was going to happen this year because I just thought the talent would be, the gap would be so wide. But I never understood why people didn't think he would be successful ultimately because. He had all the pieces. When you have his Rolodex, there's not a single person on this earth that's not picking up the phone when Dion calls. Right. Like, it's just not. Even if you tell him no, like, I was just watching a video, like, the uh, uh, the NFL players that he gets just to come speak to his team. Like, right. that's how you get a Travis Hunter. Like, literally, people were talking about it. It's like, Dion never showed up to Travis Hunter's school. It's just the relationship that they had the knowledge that they had and it being Dion and Dion being willing to let him play both sides and stuff like that. It got the number one recruit when they're, you know, whole Alabama and all these other full staffing department, Florida state sending everybody, every person, anyone who's legally and maybe even illegally allowed to talk to recruits mm-hmm. at Travis Hunter. And, and Dion is like, we didn't even have the money to give him nothing. I didn't, I didn't promise him nothing. I told his mom that he was going to come to me a boy and he was going to leave a man before he goes to the NFL and that I teach him everything I could, and boom. So I still think I still think their ceiling is seven wins, largely because the Pac-12 is just amazing. Although, like, what I, am I going to predict it? No, but would I be surprised if they catch like a USC? No, because USC also has an awful defense. So then, if it becomes who can score the most, anything can happen. All you need is one player to make a play, i.e., Travis Hunter and making another interception and you beat USC 63 to 60 or something crazy. I wouldn't predict it, but because of their defense, they could lose any game, but because of their offense, they could win any game. So it's just like, it's just going to be like, they're going to be much, much, must see TV every week. And I feel so bad for Nebraska because Nebraska looked awful. And they were probably like, ran over. Whew. I I will say you mentioned Pac-12 and I will say that I was um, surprised and impressed with all USC, Washington and Oregon. Um, Now, again, I know who they were playing, but they they all did what they needed to do against the teams because you can only play who you play. And they played perfect games and just ran through everybody, the the three teams they played. So I I, want to see them play each other. But there, yeah, I can't good, wait. There's, 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 there's some decent play out there, at least offensively in the Pac-12. We'll see. They play each other. Um, I still think that they might end up kind of beating each other up and kind of yeah. causing problems. I don't think that, I don't know if anybody's going to be able to dominate the other ones and uh, win consistently. Even, but it'll be interesting. In my opinion, even if someone had the capability to dominate another one, it's not going to happen because they all play each other 
in like a right. six week span. With one after it's, the other, right? It's not spread out at all. USC, they play Notre Dame and Utah back to back. Then they have Cal. Then they play um, Oregon, Washington, Washington and UCLA back to back. So in five of six games, they have to play Oregon, Washington, Utah, Notre Dame, and UCLA. How do you, they don't win all those games? They just don't. It's just it's too many different teams, too many styles. You go from rough and rugged Notre Dame and Utah, then you have Michael Penix who's trying to put up 500 passing yards on you. Well, you well, have to go chase around Dante Moore. Like it's just it's it's too compact. I don't think that anyone any of them can run the table. Well, that's I mean. Yeah. Washington, I mean, they're all doing the same thing because Washington, yeah. they play against Oregon and then they got Arizona State and Stanford and then they get USC, Washington, or USC, Utah, and Oregon State all back to back. Like, I mean, yeah, like the, it's just the Pac 12 did none of them any, any favors with the schedule. I mean, they get to start with Boise State and Tulsa. Um, so they get to, you know, yeah. work on, work on whatever they want to work on without any risk of losing, but. But yeah, eventually it just becomes a, it becomes a thing where it's like, hey man, like what are we doing here, right? Like, uh, it, it's hard. It, you know, if you spread them out over the twelve games like you should, you might get a team that could win. But when you have, they're literally all grouped together. They're all playing each other in a five week span. It seems like the games are back to back with one, maybe two teams if you're lucky. Like again, USC only has one team in between the other five best teams in the conference. Like that's that's crazy. So but I mean it's gonna be fun to watch. This oh yeah it's gonna you know all the games season. that aren't on the network. <laughs> um all right so let's transition. Um I know we have some things to do we're not gonna be on here forever. Um the AP dropped which whatever um, I want to go down it really quick, see if you have any thoughts on any of it. Um, so let's see. Georgia one makes sense. Michigan two. I mean, they were two before they weren't going to change that. Alabama's three. I don't see how you saw anything to make Alabama four, three. Um, you know what? I think despite the fact that like it's early and it doesn't matter, you know, if I think you were going to do these polls, right. I think you should do them week to week. And when you have a team that plays another highly ranked team and dominates them, they should be the number one team in the country. Yeah, is I mean, Florida State who, better than who Georgia? Has had a, who's had a bigger win than Florida State this year? No one. Is not Florida State better than Georgia? I don't know, but I'm not predicting 13 weeks down the road. I'm predicting. I'm. I'm. I'm reacting to what I saw week one, and Georgia played Tennessee Martin, and. Florida State played LSU, who people are expecting to win the SEC. So that's right. one of the, my biggest complaints and why I don't care about it, because it's just like, is FSU the fourth best team in the country? Maybe. Maybe they're worse than that. But off of what we've seen so far, put them at number one. They have just the give, biggest win by far. Yeah, just give the kid. And it's going to be the biggest win for like, unless Texas beats I'm still no, I, I think it's going to be the biggest win for like five, six weeks, because I think LSU is better than Alabama. So even Texas beating Alabama wouldn't be as big. I think it would be the second best win, in my opinion, if that were to happen. So uh, Alabama three, Florida State four, Ohio State five, USC six, Penn State seven. USC Penn State didn't change. Ohio State fell two. Washington jumped two to go to eight. Tennessee jumped three to go to nine. Notre Dame is 10. That rounds up the top 10. Texas at 11, so we're going to get an 11-3 and three matchup uh, with Texas and Bama. Yep. Utah is 12, Oregon is 13. LSU fell down to 14, nine spots like you mentioned earlier. 
Kansas State 15, Oregon State 16, North Carolina 17. That kind of surprises me beating South Carolina. I guess South Carolina wasn't ranked, but uh, you know, I thought maybe they'd jump a little higher. Yeah, they only went at four slots and they've got they've they had one of the bigger wins too. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense, but whatever. It, it's so tied to what their original spot was. Right, right, for sure. So, Which didn't matter at all. Yeah, literally. Um, Oklahoma is 18, Wisconsin 19. Ole Miss is 20. Duke is 21. Duke is uh, 21. Is they jumped up in there. Uh, Clemson, nope. oh, no, they're, they're at 25. They didn't fall out. Um, Colorado's 22. They jumped up in there. Yep. Texas A&M's 23. Tulane, your your other guys, they're 24. Uh, with a, I mean, that was a great one over South Alabama. South Alabama is going to be good, and they just they just dominated them. Yep. Um, and, and then Clemson fell 16 spots to 25. Um, any, again, it's early, but a, yeah. any major disagreements? So, um, if if Colorado's number 22, like I would have, um, I mean, I'd have, I'd have TCU in the top 25 before Clemson, because at least they they competed. And then they lost to a top twenty-five team in a close game. If Duke's Duke's twenty-one, Colorado's twenty-two. You look at those games, and TCU belongs number twenty-five before Clemson because they at least yeah. were competed with one of those teams. Um, and I'm sorry, like I get it that Clemson was number eight, and like it's really embarrassing to drop them out of the twenty top twenty-five after one game. They, they showed nothing like that make they showed nothing that makes you think they're a top twenty-five team. Um, at least teams like you know. Iowa and TCU, like you, you could sit there and go like, oh, they, they might beat one of these teams. They TCU competed with a top 25 team until the very last minute. Um, so not, not really a big fan of that. Um, and uh, I was kind of surprised to see A&M jump into the, the top 25 too off, off of, uh, off of them kind of coming out of nowhere when they weren't to, uh, I mean, beating New Mexico. I mean, I didn't, yeah. uh, didn't understand what, what necessarily required them to jump in the top 25. You know, SEC, it is what it is. And that's and that's why, you know, these these rankings are kind of whatever. I think I agree with you. I, I guess like I already mentioned, Florida State should be one. They had the best win. Um, I think T, if you're gonna put a, a team that recently lost, I think TCU should be in there before them, or Iowa, like you mentioned, who was the next biggest vote getter because they actually won. Clemson showed nothing to say that they're a twenty-five team outside of people being stuck on the fact that they were previously ranked and they have the name Clemson. Yep. So whatever, I guess that that's just kind of how it goes. We know how that goes. So moving into next week, um, as, as we talked about last week, Oh, uh, let's, let's take our ad break before we do that. We do need to throw this ad break in here. So we're going to take a quick break for the ads. When we get back, we're going to get into our watch list. We're going to get into our game of the week. Um, and then we're going to uh, get into our pit stop. So we'll be right back. Watch list. Friday, Illinois at Kansas. I uh, think that's a great game. It's not as good as what we thought it was going to be because Illinois almost lost to uh, uh, Toledo. But uh, I don't know. I, when I did my picks on my other podcast, we do picks. I had Illinois at like 10 and 2. I'm, I'm regretting that right now. Uh, and I have some some apparel on the line. Um, noon <laughs> watch list: Nebraska at Colorado. Uh, sorry, Nebraska, but still, we want to watch Colorado. Um, we do. Afternoon, I, I really don't have interest in A and M in Miami, but I feel like you know people are hoping that A and M is good this year for whatever reason. So they would need to beat Miami to show that. 
I like the uh, Ole Miss Tulane game. I am interested yeah. in that. I want to see how now that one. I, don't, I, I think Tulane wins it, and they start getting some real hype behind them again. Yeah, I mean, if you go out and you beat South Alabama really badly, and then you beat an SEC team, like, but and that's another team. Like, if you do that, put them in the top ten. They're not going to, but like, you just beat a really good South Alabama, and then you beat the SEC team that was ranked. So, and whatever. there's no there's no games to talk about at night. There's no exciting games Saturday night. To, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, no. I mean, I, I don't. I don't think you're wrong. I put it on here so we had something, but I wasn't super excited. Um, Oregon, Texas, Texas Tech, which lost a lot of luster because even if you if even if you had any luster on it, because Texas Tech lost to Wyoming. Well, I was talking about the Texas game. Alabama game. <laughs> Oh, that's the game of the week. But yeah, I mean, no, that's what I was <laughs> Yeah, I thought you were talking about the Oregon one. No, like, no. Also, yeah, I mean, I guess. I, how about, I guess how about Texas Tech Alabama just completely, game. like, shitting the bed against Wyoming? And, Crazy. I mean, again, <laughs> they, just, people were picking them to win the Big 12, which technically they still could win the Big 12, right? But, like, it could be ugly, yeah. Yeah, that, that was rough. And then the game of the week, just because it's the biggest helmet game of the week. And it, I mean, I guess it does have the ability to be good. Um, I didn't like everyone was super impressed with Jalen Monroe. And I haven't went back and watched that game yet. But I saw he was like 10 for 18. And it was mainly running the ball. So it's like, okay, well, if you can't run on everyone, like you're, you still haven't shown that you can play quarterback. So, you know, whatever. We'll see. Um, game of the week, Texas, Alabama. Um for our other guys segment, uh, Fresno State beats Purdue, um, and they looked like the better team throughout. Uh, Ryan Walters is a, a defensive guy, so I think Purdue gets it fixed within a year or two, but it was such a large undertaking to take a team that had never played defense in their life and make them uh, a credible defense, and they have not done that yet, clearly. So not not a good look for Purdue. No, uh, and Wyoming, we just mentioned beat Texas Tech. So, uh, you know, the other guys on the the other guys had a good game. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, and Tech. It was a it was a weird it was a weird first week for sure. Yeah, it was a lot yeah. of weird games and surprises. But that's that's why we love college football, and that's why for me, I know you're an NFL guy, although you like both. But that's why college football always reigns supreme for me because you just don't get this in the NFL as much like you know when the packers play the bears the packers are going to win because they're the better team like you don't get these kind of crazy upsets as much because everyone's at the top of the game so if you have the better players you're going to win more times than not like it just kind of happens so yeah and i mean I, I i had so much fun watching the colorado tcu game and i mean tcu's a, a team that i that i like um and i wasn't upset at all about them losing just because the game was so exciting and there's not like an equivalent of an NFL game that gives you that right there. And there's like one of the things in college is of somebody making a good play and then also somebody blowing a play. It doesn't upset you as much because they're not professional athletes. So right. the excitement of somebody making a good play, you're like, wow, this 19 year old kid just did this. And then if somebody makes a bad play, you're like, ah, he's just 19. Like, yeah, so, he'll, like he'll figure it out. So, so it's it's one of those things. It's like it's not as high, but it's so much fun. And yeah. there, there's not a game in the NFL where teams can go back and have so many scores so fast. Um, and it's it's a it's a beautiful game to watch. It's a, yeah, I'm glad absolutely. glad the season's back. And there's definitely a contrast between the college and the NFL that I enjoy. Yeah. So before we get in the pit stops and get out of here, because you, you know, decided to have a life and, and be a real adult. Um, do any, do you have any other thoughts on any of the games or any thoughts on the games coming up next week? Um, anything that you want to get off your chest? So I did want to say something about, um, you know, 
we had an interesting thing with Chip Kelly um, making a comment about how the rules of the, the, the college game have changed, um, of how we're not getting um, plays stopped after a first down. But, and again, college stepped in saying, we got to make the games faster and more fan-friendly to where they, they, where they don't, they're not four-hour games. So we're going to stop doing this and stopping the clock. Well, he made a comment about, yeah, we don't like the rule change just so y'all can sell more commercials or something like that. And the thing is, is he was correct. Um, yep. If you take out the Notre Dame game, the games were two minutes longer this this weekend than they were last year. Um, it's and so, so many commercials. There was more commercials. The college stepping in, the NCAA acting like they cared about the viewing experience and how long we sit in front of our TVs on our couch is not true at all. They mm -hmm. sold more commercials. And I get it, but this is where we were just talking about the difference between the NFL and the college game. There is a difference, and these players need a moment to be coached. They need a moment to collect themselves. These are not professional athletes that have the playbook 100% memorized and are just, okay, here's the next play, and here's the next play. They need a second, um, and it makes the college game better, and I would rather have less, less time between plays and have good plays each time than kids rushing around, and there's going to be more fumbles. There's going to be less scoring. It's, it's just going to make the game worse. Um, and so it's going to take away some of the joy that we've found in college. Um, and again, it's not going to improve our, our viewing experience. So I appreciate no. Chip Kelly saying it. I wish he had been a little bit more direct with it, um, yeah. but everybody knew what he was talking about and it's gotten a lot of coverage. Yeah. And, and for, and my thing on this is everything you said is hundred percent right. For any of you who has not been lucky enough to see a game in person, it's uh, TV timeouts are awkward like Bad. you literally just, like you coach but you only coach so much you've done all of the stuff you literally just have guys just sitting there Maybe they try to stretch, they try to do this. And, and then it's bad for the crowds. Like another thing that Chip Kelly was talking about is like, maybe we'll get some microphones and we'll do some stuff for the crowds because they just have to sit there and stare at nothing. You, there's only so many times you can do a t-shirt gun and stuff like that. And like, you can't even do that in LSU Stadium because it's huge. Like you're not getting a t-shirt gun. So it's just like, it's just so much idle time on top of how it affects the scoring and the the um, players and all the other kind of things. So I, I think it was awful. And that's another one of those rules where the people who did it don't actually care about the sport. They just care about their bottom line. And they don't care about the fans either because this doesn't benefit anyone but the commercials. So quick fire edition. Our pit stop is the NFL starts this week, starts on Thursday. And the Athletic dropped an article, second time, two episodes, two times bringing up the Athletic. This is not an endorsement, but whatever. Um, they brought up an article where they predicted, they had the writer predict uh, basically who was going to win awards. So quick fire, MVP, Patrick Mahomes, yes or no? Probably. Yeah, probably. He's the best player in the sport. Uh, best. Never mind. Three... I'm going with Joey B. Okay, that's fair. Uh, so the, they voted the three best – well, I don't think he's going to win it this year because he's going to miss some games. I think he's still injured unless he's going to play week they, one. They're, they're saying they're, – they're, I mean, they, they, they're actually not telling us anything. He practiced a couple of days ago, okay. um, but they're being really odd about it. Uh, yeah. uh, here's what's going on. He has an offer on the table to make him the highest-paid quarterback in the history of, college, of, uh, history of football. Joey's they're not somebody that's just going to sit out, but there's, yeah. there's, there's some stuff going on. We, we yeah. did see today – he does have an offer on the table to make him the highest paid quarterback in history. Makes sense. Uh, Patrick, Joe, and Josh Allen, three best quarterbacks in the league, yes or no? Um, 
man, it's it's tough on Josh Allen, isn't it? Um, yeah. I, I, just, I got I got to see him do it in the when it's a, a little bit the deeper into the year. Um, but yes, fair. Justin Jefferson, best offensive player in the league, non-quarterback edition. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's okay. and listen, Kirk Cousin has some good stats and has some wins and all, but. It's, it's Jefferson him. could play with better quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Micah Parsons, best defensive player in the league. I disagree with this one personally, although I think he's up there. I think it's a little early, in my opinion. Although he's yeah. great, but like, I don't know. I mean, I think we're going to see need to see more from the team because, and honestly, the Cowboys' defense is not good and hasn't yeah. been consistently good. Um, it's kind of like that, you know, winning the MVP when you have a losing record. Um, yep. To me, their defense has a losing record. So, um, no, I can't give it to him yet, but he, he's super fun to watch. As much as I hate the Cowboys, he's super fun to watch and is awesome. Yeah, I like the top four. I just would probably have him four. I think he has to, like, another year or two to pass these guys. The top four was Micah, Nick Bosa, Aaron Donald, and TJ Watt. I think they got that right. I just wouldn't put – I think Micah was um, recency bias. Um, and then the best rookie, B. John Robinson. You agree? He, disagree? He, He's going to be set up to show it better than anybody else because Desmond Ritter's not a great quarterback. Atlanta is going to run the crap out of the ball. They have a very decent offensive line. Um, whether he is or not, he's going to have the opportunity to show that he is for sure. Yeah, I agree with all of that. Um, so that's it. That's the show, guys. Uh, thank you for listening as always. Um, we'll be back next week. Uh, we'll have some things, and I'm going to spend, you know, like 10 minutes yelling about the quarterback if Jalen Miller is actually not good uh, or if Quinn Ewers has a terrible game. I mean, this is going to be so much good content tonight next week. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at JordanW330. You can follow the show and watch it on YouTube at JordanW330. And you can follow the show on Instagram at PowerTube Podcast. Wesley, where can you find me? Um, you can find me at, at HudatWesley13 on um, Twitter. And then I also do a Saints podcast. That's the Dome Patrol, which is at DomePatrolPCast. Not do.com. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. As always, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week.